Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I just got back from Las Vegas. I'm not sure I've ever done this before. This would be a fine time to talk about personal finance in Las Vegas. Because when you are in Las Vegas, you are hemorrhaging money from every orifice. <laughs> you are spending so much money. I'll give you a quick example. I was in Caesar's Palace in the cigar lounge, and I picked out a cigar. It was a Padron. It was a very nice cigar. $56 for a cigar. Okay. That same cigar in the cigar lounge in Pauly's Island, where I live, is $26. $56 for a cigar. That's Vegas, man. I'm telling you. So... Uh, even, you know, we were staying in the Aria, there's a Starbucks there, big line, you know, big line every morning to go to the Starbucks. I get a venti iced coffee. I get whacked for seven bucks, seven bucks for a venti iced coffee. So Las Vegas is probably the third most expensive place in the United States behind San Francisco and New York. Okay. So I land, I land on Thursday night. I have some time to kill. I got there kind of early. I went to the sports book and I start betting on the Yankees. Okay. They're playing the twins. So I think they're like minus 140. I put a hundred dollars on the Yankees. They're the favorite and they go down nine to nothing in the first inning. <laughs> like, I just set a hundred dollars on fire. <laughs> Oh man, that was the that was the start of my gambling for the weekend. And my nephew shows up, and we go to the craps table, and I lose two hundred and fifty bucks in like five minutes. So I'm like, this sucks. So that is Vegas. Now keep in mind, these are not huge sums of money. I am not a big gambler. I really, I don't. I mean, I enjoy gambling. It's 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 a, it's a game. You know, you're playing a game for money. Like it's just fun. But. Some people need this action. They need to be gambling tens of thousands of dollars to get their fix. And I'm like, I'm really not like that. Like, once I lose a couple hundred bucks, it's not fun anymore. And I walk away, you know. So, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm building a house. I don't want to lose a couple thousand bucks. I really don't. So, so then we go to Fremont Street, which I'd never been to. I hadn't been to Fremont Street before. And we went to the Golden Nugget. And we sat down at this progressive blackjack table, which was a huge ripoff. They paid six to five on blackjack. And I, I played blackjack there for about an hour and I made 150 bucks. I was killing it. You know, it was it was fantastic. So then I bet on some baseball some more. I lost some more money. I won some money. I ended up for the trip. I was down 300 bucks, which. I definitely could have gambled a lot more, but like I said, I'm just building a house. I'm not doing it. So now it was a pretty cheap trip because I got the plane ticket with miles. Okay. So it was a free plane ticket. So that saved me like 800 bucks. And then I used Amex points for the hotel. Not the whole thing. I paid for like half of it with Amex points. So that saved me like a thousand bucks. So the whole trip, you know, I, I did the math. Um, I probably spent 1700 bucks on the trip, which is really not too bad to go to Vegas and stay in a nice hotel. I mean, you can stay in a not nice hotel and stay for a lot cheaper, but to stay in the Aria for 1700 bucks for three nights, 
including the gambling, that's really a pretty good deal. So the only bad thing is that on the flight back, there was a woman sitting behind me who was coughing and hacking all over the back of my head. And I said to myself, I am going to get sick. And sure enough, I got sick. I am sick right now. I couldn't sleep last night. I got like two hours of sleep. And, you know, there's, there's, I, I kind of wonder about the ethics of getting on a plane sick because you're going to get people sick. Like you're going to infect people. And honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. If I was sick, I would have got on the plane anyway because I need to get somewhere. You know, you can't just stay home. So. What role does gambling play in personal finance? Are you allowed to gamble if you want to lead a stress-free financial life? And you can. You can gamble. And it has to be a small amount of your money. And my rule of thumb is it has to be 0.1% of your income. So if you make $100,000 a year, you can gamble $100 a year. And that's it. If you make a million dollars a year, you can gamble $1,000 a year. Now, these are incredibly small sums of money, and most people would disagree with this. But that's basically what I do. That's how I operate. You know, you could, That's the rule. You can observe it or not. The thing is, is that you have to view gambling as an entertainment expense, not a way to get rich. It's like going to the movies. It's like going to do a concert. It's an entertainment expense. Don't look at it as a way to make money. And for sure, there are some advantage players out there. That's what they call them, advantage players, that actually try to make money. They try to beat the house. And most of us are just screwing around, you know, and that's what I'm doing. I can't control the dice. So then you have the people who think they're the MIT blackjack team and they're going to go down there and count cards. Uh, and they're memorizing charts before they go down to the casino floor. Like <laughs> I can't be bothered. I, you know, I, I did that shit when I was like 28, right. I was doing that kind of stuff. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to play blackjack and whatever happens happens. So, and I know the principle of counting cards. I know how it works, but it takes a lot of practice and, if you're serious about it, you can do it, but you know, you got to put the time in. So you go to Vegas and it's a giant money pit. And I haven't, I haven't even mentioned the nightclubs yet, right? Like go get bottle service at one of these clubs and see how much that costs. That is insane. Absolutely insane. You should hang out by the pool more. The pool is free. The pool is fantastic. Hang out by the pool. And I haven't even talked about the shopping yet. Vegas has the best shopping in the whole country. High-end shopping has the best shopping in the whole country. So we're not talking about Banana Republic here. Okay, we're talking about stuff like Tom Ford. I love going in the Tom Ford store. I've never bought anything from Tom Ford. I just like going in the store. They have the best women's clothes. I want to buy clothes for my wife at Tom Ford. Like, I want to get stupidly rich and go to Tom Ford and spend a couple hundred grand on clothes for my wife. That's one of my goals one day. So, want to buy a watch? Lots of places to buy watches. You know, there's a Richard Meal store. I don't know how that's pronounced. Is it Richard Mele? Is it Richard Meal? I'm not really sure. 
but there's one of those in the Crystals Mall, which is the most decadent, opulent mall I have ever seen in my entire life. And the only thing I will get in that mall is a coffee from Starbucks, and they do have a really good Starbucks there. Also, I need to lose weight before I do, I do any shopping in Vegas, you know. Or on second thought, maybe I should just buy the clothes when I'm fat. Because what happens is you're like, all right, I'm going to go shopping. And you lose 20 pounds, you lose 30 pounds, and you buy these skinny clothes. And then you put the weight back on and you can't wear them. So I should just go when I'm fat. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of cheaper places to go on vacation than Vegas. You can go camping for 18 bucks a night at a campground. That's a lot. That's a much cheaper vacation than Vegas. You know, but I love Vegas. I love the materialism of Vegas. That's what I love about it. I love the materialism of Vegas. And there's a lot of rich people in Vegas, and you see a lot of weird shit, you know? I saw a woman who did not look like she had a lot of money, and she was at the win, and she was betting $1,000 a hand on blackjack. And I was like, man, you know? There was a guy who told me he was a boxer, and I believe him, and he was he, he was playing at a $200 minimum craps table, which I'd never seen before. I'd never seen a $200 minimum craps table, and he was doing really well. I, I've, seen, I've seen people bet $10,000 a hand on blackjack. Absolutely nuts. So, and they have the high roller rooms where people play with much more than that, you know? And then you have like Phil Ivey who's playing blackjack for a million dollars a hand. That exists. People do that, you know. I have a tough time playing for 25 bucks a hand. I can't do it. I'm just a big wimp. So, gambling can be an addiction. People do get addicted to gambling. That is not in my DNA. <laughs> I couldn't there's no way I could get addicted to gambling. Um, it's just not my thing. I've never been a gambling addict. Besides, I take a lot more risk in the stock market than I do at the craps table. So, on a personal note, my book, Those Bastards, has been out for about three weeks, and it's doing great. Sold a lot of copies so far. It's doing fantastic. I am going to be doing a book signing in New York City on Wednesday, May 3rd, at a bar called Irregulars on the Upper East Side. It's at 63rd and 1st. So I hope you can make it. If you bought the book and you enjoyed it, please leave a review on Amazon. The reviews really help out. There's an essay about porn in the book. There's an essay about sex dolls in the book. It's a very fun book. There's an essay about my colonoscopy. I'm not kidding. But there's a lot of serious stuff too, and there's a lot of very uplifting stuff. So anyway, get the book. You'll love it. Thank me later. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.